everyone, this is Kate McGaw, founder and CEO of Arclight Agile. I'm a certified Scrum trainer and I'm passionate about training leadership agility. And welcome to our podcast. And I'm Ryan Smith. I'm a certified Scrum master and a certified product owner. And today's topic is vision statements, product goals, and epics, and how they play together. And just as a, an introduction to this topic, it followed almost immediately from our last discussion about everything is not a user story, where Kate and I stopped recording and had a very spirited discussion about <laughs> subtasks and tasks and where work gets done and where does it. And then we tripped upon the topic of the epic. And, and we were so excited. We said, we have to record this. This is, this is a conversation. So we are here today to talk about vision statements product goals, and epics. So when we were in the midst of our spirited discussion, <laughs> you had sort of like brought it up to these super levels. So why yeah. don't we talk about that? Yeah. And I, I, I think it's, it's everything from the highest, most strategic level of planning that we do in Scrum, and that is our vision statement. Our vision statement to me is our desired end goal for our product or service. Scrum Guide 2020 introduced the concept of product goals. So to me, under our vision statement, we have a roadmap. And our roadmap for the next nine to 12 months will have various different product goals in the roadmap. And then under the roadmap, uh, we under the, the product goals, we will have multiple epics. So we have one vision statement, multiple product goals under that vision statement, and then multiple epics under each product goal. So for example, maybe our product goal is minimum viable product. Maybe we've got to be able to create an account, log in, delete an account, book travel, whatever it is. And then under each of those epics, we will have multiple stories. And then under each story, we will have multiple tasks slash subtasks, whatever we've decided we're going to call them. But it's almost like a cascade effect from the, the vision statement at the most strategic all the way down to the tasking at the, the very bottom level, the, the daily tasking and things like that. So it's the one vision statement, multiple product goals, multiple epics down into multiple user stories. So I think that was the, the, the flow that you and I were talking about. Right. So there's a lot to unpack there. But when we, because you brought up, you just casually blew past it, roadmap. Yeah. Like, are these all living on a roadmap? Is the vision statement outside the roadmap? Like, where do you, like, the, is the roadmap is the container for everything. Be, I, I would think beside, everything besides the vision statement. Yeah, yeah. So that, well, and the, the vision statement is, it, it, it has a life scale of, of, it may be years before we deliver our product or service. Whereas our product goals, so our vision statement, maybe, maybe it, it's sort of two years. Our, our roadmap is the next year. 
And within that, we have multiple product goals. So our roadmap would be just probably for the next nine to 12 months and the goals that we anticipate over the next nine to 12 months. And when we have our multiple epics achieving the product goals for us, that the next level down, and <laughs> we were originally going to talk about the five levels of planning in, in, in Scrum. <laughs> and this is really the five levels of planning because the the middle layer there. So if our vision statement is the, the highest level of planning, our roadmap is the next level of planning. Our third level of planning is our release plan. And our release, a big, yeah, release plan. And our release plan is we're planning for the next three to six sprints within each. So imagine we're we're planning um, the Q1 2023 release. Um, we will have our six sprints. We will have our sprint goal for each sprint. And we'll have the user stories that are going to be required to achieve that sprint goal. So we've got we've gone from vision, roadmap, release plan, um, and then we get into the more tactical, which is sprint planning and daily scrum. And that is how we're going to deliver on the release plan, which is a sub part of the roadmap, which is what's going to help us achieve our vision. Oh my God! We've, we're we're you you were mad at me about the terminology about subtasks and tasks, and now we've we've we're talking. Oh my Lord! We're we're talking about so yeah. much, and, and we're not. They're not part of core Scrum. That's they're not the part of core Scrum. No. And and so that's I think what ends up happening for a lot of mm-hmm. departments is engineering. Let's just take the engineering department, which is the one I'm familiar with, because those are the folks yeah. I'm working with. We get sort of, we're just in the daily work. We're going for yeah. sprint, sprint to sprint, turning away. Product is putting things on our backlog, our PBIs, as you say, our product backlog items. And we're cranking through those and we're 90% successful. Mm-hmm. So we have sort of gotten a bit divorced from product goals and vision statements. You know, maybe that yeah. comes up and every so often there's a meeting with the product and they say, remember, this is our overarching, but, uh-huh. but, but we're in the day to day We're we're doing the work of the world. Mm-hmm. And so like I said, we originally wanted to talk about, so we got our vision statement. We think that's our highest level. That's a couple of yeah. years, however mm-hmm. long, however long it needs to be. That's the vision statement. Our product goals, you think those are nine to 12 months. No more. Well, well no, the, I would say that the the roadmap is the nine to twelve months, oh, okay. and it will be made up with multiple product goals. So, for example, our our phase one release, well, our roadmap will will be phase one, two, three, and four. So, we've got a roadmap for twenty twenty three. We've got a Q one release, a Q two, Q three, Q four. Each of those releases will have multiple goals product goals and that is the level that we are there we may have epics so that we have giant pieces of functionality or features or whatever it is we're going to use to achieve the product goal and again i mean even the vision statement's not mentioned in the scrum guide right so um yeah so i mean yeah we would have the 
nine to 12 months, it's the high level deliverables, multiple product goals, multiple high level, either epics or features or whatever we're going to do to achieve those product goals. And then we are further breaking that down. So it's almost like we go grab one section of our roadmap. So let's go grab the Q1 section, quarter one section of our roadmap. Now let's break that down into the six sprints that need to be delivered in Q1. What are Mm -hmm. the sprint goals Mm -hmm. that are going to help us achieve the product goals? So what are the sprint goals? What are the user stories that support the sprint goals? So which in turn then support us achieving our product goals, which in turn support us achieving our vision statement. So it's almost a a roll up and roll down again. Got it. Roll up, roll down. I like it. So again, I think in very practical terms, because Dane and Dan with the scrum team, one of the things I think gets abused, and again, I, this is where I love saying it's not in the Scrum Guide, epics. I think epics get abused a lot. Yeah. I think people yeah. open them at the drop of a hat. I think they get abandoned. I think yeah. you know people never close them out or they just kind of move on from one epic to another and the work just gets sort of yeah. all mixed together. And I'm fine with that. I'm personally okay with, as long as you product person are prioritizing the work that you want done, that is not for me to really question. Like this is, these are your goals, just as long as they're actionable and the team can work on them, I'm fine with it. I just, I find the, so many people get wedded to epics. I know some people are like, everything has to be in an epic. Yeah. And I've said before, I think that that's a reporting thing. Yeah. It reports cleanly up to management, container within a container within a container. I don't know that the world works that way. So thoughts well, on that? Well, and, and as we're talking through this, I have some clients that will say, well, the product goal is the epic, and mm. that is your new container. Mm. Because product goal is in the Scrum Guide. Epic's not in the Scrum Guide. So I, I guess the question is, is if we have a product goal, the team should be achieving that product goal before they move on to the next product goal. Therefore, do we need epics or is the product goal the the large scale epic and then that we have user stories to achieve that goal? Hmm. And I I mean, I, I I don't know the answer really to that. It's just... I mean, I'm used to, you're used to the, the the developer level. I'm used to more of the strategic, how am I going to see this? How am I going to report on this? Is this working for the organization? And to me, I can see why it would be nice to get everything under an epic. But to me, a product goal is something that is more deliverable. So if I say to my stakeholders, what is your goal for the first release of this product? To me, that's easier terminology to to get everyone behind than to say, well, what are the epics that are going into this release and things like that? So I'm just curious whether you think if, our terminology was to be instead of epics was to be product goals would that let something everything roll up to something for testing 
I, I, I do. I think that that actually would be more effective than mm-hmm. I, like Epic. Just, I don't know. I think, I think a lot of people don't give the Epic the right kind of thought. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's a bucket that they put a bunch of user stories in. Yeah. I could be wrong, but that's what I see. Again, like you say, I'm at sort of developer level. And what mm-hmm. I say to my developers is, listen, I only concern myself with the sprint I'm in and the sprint we're planning. Yeah. Everything past that, mm-hmm. if I thought product could hold it together long enough, I'd care. But yeah. they, by and large, they can't. You know, Some shiny, bright new thing is going to come along and distract them. And we're going to be off to some other... Or I started with an organization and the VP of product had amazing Gantt charts and product board out for three years, his roadmap. And it was beautiful. It was color coordinated. It was all great, but it was all for naught because the pandemic hit and Mm -hmm. Zoom, which was like Zoom integration, which was like a year out, all of a sudden was the most important thing in the world. And everything, like all his work got blown out the the window. Like it was just like, nope, zoom, yeah. boom. Everybody stop what you're working on. And that for me is agile. Like yeah. we've gotten code out. We've gotten mm-hmm. features out. They're discreet. They're out there in the world. They're using. Now we have to pivot to another thing. That's fine yeah. with me. And I'm not me, wedded. That, no. And to me, that's fine because our roadmap is a living, breathing document. At the moment we write it, this is our plan for <laughs> delivering over the next nine to 12 months. But if we're in release one of our phase one of our roadmap and suddenly we need to move the Zoom integration up, then we redo that roadmap and we adjust as we need to. If it was planned for phase four, you know what? Phase four has now become phase phase two. So we're readjusting it. And I think I think that's the way it's got to be. So it it's using agility with a small a to be nimble and change based on what our customers need. So it's all very well having the vision and the roadmap, but it's understanding that they are going to have to change based on market demands, outbreaks, whatever it is that requires us to change. Right. There's all sorts of reasons things change. And yeah, that's why I don't get so wedded to those. It's good to have goals, but I also know that there's a lot of emergent things that occur. And we've talked about emergent work before. And you want to talk about something that's going to disrupt your sprint goals and your product goals and your Mm -hmm. epics. Emergent work really sort of can hammer those. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Back to your question about epics. Do we not like them? Do we like them? Do we think they have a place or do we think product goals because product goals is in the scrum guide? Is that more appropriate? I would say for a lot of organizations, the product goals are something that that the team can work towards. The Scrum Guide says that the team either achieves it or that uh, before they move on. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the question is, do you, for an epic, would you have to achieve all of the epic before you moved on? I mean, I just feel as though if we have product goals and epics, and stories and tasks. We've got, again, this extra layer of spaghetti. Again, is it tool-driven or is it driven by by an actual need? So if we need them, then I'm not going to say don't have them. 
but to me it it's if we're wanting to and again and maybe we're coming at this from different angles because i'm coming at it from a point of view of i want visibility mm-hmm. for my stakeholders and my business partners for the next um the the next release and the next um what's planned for the next roughly for the next year so to me i can get that visibility with product goals and the user stories and the sprint goal of for the next sort of six sprints to a year i can i can get that visibility do i need epics i i'm not sure i do need epics with my product goals but um i mean i'm i'm prepared for someone to argue that we do but it it's just to me it's just another confusing layer especially when i have clients that sort of oh well we have epics and we have super epics and well is the epic the product goal is the super epic a product goal and i mean the word epic isn't even in the scrum guide and now we've got super epics so yeah yeah that that feels like you were mad at me for creating subtasks and tasks but like super epics tasks are a thing in the world subtasks have been a thing in the world but like super epics that just feels like I need a bucket to put this stuff in and I don't know what else to call it Yeah, because yeah. I'm rolling it all up. Do we need them? I, I could see it either way. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, product, product goals versus epics. I could, I could see it. Where do you think it came from? Do you have any insight into where it came from? No. And I mean, I, I'm wondering if product goals was introduced to simplify it. I mean, that's mm. the, the whole thing with, with the scrum guide is it's to simplify that the changes, the most recent changes in 2020 were around simplifying the process. So to mm. me, in the introduction of the product goal, in addition to the sprint goal, and the third commitment is the definition of done. To me, it clarifies some of the terminology around, well, how do I see at a high level what we're going to deliver and things like that? So I think it sort of, it made it simpler because it did away with the, well, I need something between a user story and a vision statement. Right. Or something between a sprint goal and a vision statement. Right. And to me, this this is the container for it, which gives the team something to work against. Whereas I wouldn't necessarily say a team can plan and work towards an epic, whereas a, a product goal everyone understands this is the next goal for the product. You take, you say to your stakeholders, well, this is the next epic or your customers, here's the next epic. And they're so what are you talking about? Whereas if mm. you say, here's the next goal for the product, to me, it's it's cleaner. And it everyone is, I don't even need to explain what I'm talking about when I say, what's the, here's the next product goal. Everyone's immediately on the same page this is where we're heading. So I, I think overall it, it, it's cleaner and easier for our business partners to understand. I think one of the problems I see on the practical level with epics mm-hmm. is sometimes they can be never ending. Yeah. Like because they be they are a container within Jira. Mm-hmm. Like let's just take Jira for example. That's yeah. the one that I think most people are using. They just start housing. Let's just keep it to user stories and bugs under those epics. Yeah. This is against that epic. This is against that epic. So you just get this ever-growing body of work, mm-hmm. 
rather yeah. than we sat down for quarterly planning or, yeah. and we, this is, this is this feature, this giant bucket of work. And here's all our user stories. And once we knock these out, maybe we added a couple in the very agile way. Like we learned some things, we changed some things, mm-hmm. some tickets got closed some tickets got added, but here's, mm-hmm. you know, this will come to an end, but they often I find are just kind of floating out there. Like they never quite get tied up unless you yeah. say to people like, is this done? Do you still need this work? Yeah. And so it, that's where it just starts to feel like you've sort of convinced me that product goal is better because that feels like something, the terminology says exactly what it is. This is a product goal. Whereas an Epic is just like, oh, this is a lot of work. We're going to be doing this for a long time. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, we're trying to get home from the, you know, from Troy. That's an Epic. Yeah. yeah. Like, but a product goal says, we're going to, we're going to deliver on this idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's got, it's got an end. It's got a defined end. end. And then once we have completed that product goal, then we are moving on to the next product goal. Right. Right. I do like it better. And it, and it does roll up nicer into the vision statement. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because we've just got multiple product goals and they'll grow, but they'll get tied off in a way that yeah. I don't think epics do. That said, I think you're going to have a hard time prying epics from people's cold dead hands. I think so, because I'm pretty sure Jira has not been updated yet to include product goals, has it? Yeah, but that's yeah, that's kind of the no, I don't think it's listen, I'm one of these people that believes it's a lot like the law. You know, mm-hmm. you come across a law and you're like, this is a dumb law. Well, mm-hmm. once upon a time, a lot of people got hurt. Yeah. And that law got written for a reason. And yep. we've since forgotten what that reason mm-hmm. was because that stuff doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. That law was there to protect people. I feel like Jira, all these products are a lot like that. At some mm-hmm. point, this was solving a problem yeah. for yeah. someone or a lot of someone's. Yeah. That's why it's there. Nobody yeah. just came along and said, let me confuse things. Epic. Boop, 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 yeah. And put it yeah. in. Like, yeah. it was requested. Cons- yeah, it was a consistency thing because we were all calling them something different. Um, and somebody, Epic, sort of rose to the top. Yep. And then it, it's, it's a lot like user story where people who aren't necessarily agile professionals sort of latched onto it and said, yeah. ah, this is the thing. It's an Epic. Yeah. Yeah, you or user stories are Scrum. Uh, no, user stories are actually from extreme programming or from XP. They're one of the ways that some teams choose to write product backlog items, but it is not the 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 be all and end all of Scrum. Right, it's not the be all and end all, but it's a, people latch onto it, and then they, depending on how they, I, I think it, a lot of it depends on how you're introduced to the concepts. Yeah, because yeah. then you're like, well, this is. This is the way mom did it. So yeah. I, this is the way I always do it, mm-hmm. as opposed to like, yeah, that was efficient. This is inefficient. Oh, yeah. this is a better idea over here. I'm going to jettison the way I think about the world. And yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's our three, three pillars of our empirical process. We're forgetting it's the inspection and adaptation. We've yeah, got yeah. to continually inspect and adapt. Does our terminology make sense? Are, do our do our business partners know what we're even working on? And I think that's where the 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 vision, the roadmap, and the product goals are seeing the biggest 
benefit, and that is the transparency and the visibility for our business partners and our stakeholders and our customers. There you go. And that, as we say, is that the vision, the product goal, sprint goals, how do they all play together? Thank to you your for joining org- us. Uh- <laughs> oh, sorry, stepped over you. I was going to say, it's up no. to your organization. It's Absolutely. <laughs> it's up to you. You guys figured out. Yeah. If Kate and Ryan can't agree on it, then chances are your entire organization is going to go backwards and forwards on this. And that is okay. Thank you for joining us today. You will find us on Twitter at Arclight Agile. You will also find us on LinkedIn at forward slash Arclight Agile. So share your thoughts with us on this episode and send us any topics you'd like us to discuss in the future.